You found us. Welcome to Emergency Protocol, a podcast for people who are stressy and depressy. We are your hosts, Denise and Jackie Freed. That's my mama. And that's my baby. We are sharing our 12 steps reimagined for today's society. And our bumpy, pothole-ridden spiritual paths. And we're bringing you along for the ride. This is us doing the actual work. When the shit hits the fan, you know it's time for... Emergency Emergency Protocol. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. If you're back, if this is your first time, welcome. Welcome. And you should maybe go to the beginning because you missed some stuff. Yeah. This is yeah meant to be in order, actually. Sequential. This, this part is sequential. This part is sequential. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're talking about steps. We're talking about how we rewrote all of the 12 steps. Yeah. For today's society, mm-hmm. for anybody to use yep. who's not, you don't have to be an addict or an alcoholic or an mm-hmm. overeater or a gambler or any of the other on and on Isms. and on and ons. Yeah. You can just be a person mm-hmm. doing person things. Yep. Being a human human being. Being a human being. Or and- being a human doing, trying to become a human being. <laughs> And so we're on step five. I was asked by somebody to, she said it would be helpful to know what the 12 steps were, to read them out loud so that we could do that. But of course, I don't have them up in front of me. So one, we're not okay. We have not been okay. We're not getting better on our own. Mm. Two, we believe we are worthy of getting better. And that things will get better. Three, we trust that something bigger is taking care of us. Four, with courage, honesty, and curiosity, we write the stories of the fears, shame, and resentments we carry with us. Five, with vulnerability and integrity, we share this inventory with someone safe and trustworthy. We trust that we will be guided to recognize thoughts and behaviors that no longer serve us or the greater good. Seven, our actions are based in humility and in the service of our higher, highest and best selves. Wow, we are pooching this. But you know, that's okay because we're just humans. We're not podcasters. We're not podcasters. We're not professional uh, 12-steppers. We are, we're just our actions are our, based in humility. We're just doing the thing. <laughs> All right. Eight, we list each of the harms we've caused that require amends. Nine, we seek healing for the wounds we've caused through direct amends, except when to do when doing so would cause further harm. Ten, we maintain a daily practice of reflection, amends, and forgiveness. Eleven, we welcome mindfulness, grace, and gratitude into our thoughts and behaviors. 12. Awaken to our higher selves. We apply this practice and share our experience, strength, and hope with others. So there you go. There you go. Leanne, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we we ended our last episode with Jackie talking about uh, her wrestling with step mm-hmm. four. 
and we said we would talk about preparing for step five or talk about step four a little more and then yeah. how to prepare for step five. So what do you have on your mind there, Jack? What do I have on my mind? <laughs> well, we are coming off a holiday weekend, so I don't have this on my mind or I didn't until now, just being honest. On my mind is I do have a list of people who I deem safe people that would gladly hold space for me to read through my inventory. Those people include family, friends, close, like peers of mine, like some of my best friends and my therapist that I've worked with in the past. So I currently have not yet set up a time to do that with any of those people, but it's for me, it was one of those first thought, best thought things of like who feels safe, who feels cozy, right? Uh-huh. Who can and who can who has the ability to hold the space, right? Yeah. And having already shared some of my inventory here, it's a little bit less scary to share it. I know I didn't go fully into the nitty gritty like there's there's a lot more, <laughs> but the prospect of getting ready to share that with another person is a little bit less daunting having already kind of like peeled off part of the bandaid. So in, in writing this, this writing this down, Mm -hmm. the stories that we are living with, with ourselves and then being ready to read them to somebody else. One of when I'm working with somebody for the first time mm-hmm. and I don't know um, what their abilities are to see their part or not see their part, I usually ask them to leave that fourth section blank. So mm-hmm. when we're doing a traditional 12-step inventory. She's looking at my dirty dining table yeah. right now and <laughs> wishing she had a towel to clean it. I do have a towel, if but I, I can't a rub it woman. because we're doing a podcast and that will make noise. <laughs> so <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Um, I've been at half mast since last week, y'all. I'll tell you about that at the end if we have time. <laughs> so the traditional way is you write four columns, yeah. right? You write in the first column who you have the resentment against. Mm-hmm. So who the place, person, place, or thing the second column is what happened. So, and mm-hmm. getting very specific on what happened, where it's not just broad strokes and broad accusations. You're getting really specific on mm-hmm. a, an event or a time something happened. Right. It's not like my sister Rosie made me feel bad about myself. My whole life. Right. But my sister made me feel bad about myself at my fifth birthday party mm -hmm. when she smushed the cake in my face in front of all my friends. Yeah. Right? Totally. So then the third third column is what it affects in me. So Mm -hmm. it's like it affects my trust of others. It affects my Mm -hmm. trust of people that are maybe older than me. Uh, It affects my personal relationships and with my family. You can just go on however it affects you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Then uh, the last column is what, what is my part in it? um, Or how did I participate in it? Right. And, 
in that scenario that we just gave, there's really not any way that you could have done anything to like, what are you going to do? How are you going to stop your sister from mushing cake in your face? Like, right. I, you know, sometimes there's you no, not have cake at your birthday. <laughs> sometimes no. There's no part. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's no cake or birthday, right? Like mm-hmm. some people never even got a cake. So that kind of thing. But then yeah. that's also the thing, right? Is like, there's a brush off of, well, you know, she did that, but you know, some people never even get a cake. So it really isn't that big of a deal. Oh, right. The, like the minimizing of trauma and yeah, they're like, uh, what's it called? The trauma Olympics. (laughs) Yeah. Bronze medalists in the trauma Olympics is yes. Okay. So (laughs) yeah. So I usually have them leave that off because sometimes there is a part. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's not a part. Sometimes they've taken somebody else's part mm-hmm. that doesn't belong to them. Like they were a witness to something or, you know, there's, yeah. there's, it's very, it's not very complicated, but it's also. It's not always linear. Either. Yes, exactly. So I leave that. But in doing this work, mm-hmm. it informs you of patterns of mm-hmm. behavior that come out of these events mm. or about, out of this examination, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can see, oh, because of that, I didn't want to have birthday parties for the next four years. And I still sometimes don't want to have a birthday party. Like mm. I never put those two things together, right? Like, or so I don't want to celebrate oh, yeah. myself, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. of this weird thing that happened or Ooh. whatever, you know, like. Yeah. So you start putting puzzle pieces together and then it can inform you about the way that you behave today. Yeah. And also when you're digging it up, you can also find things where it's like you just weren't kind to people or you did mm. something actually really horrible to other people. And in that is also like, I'm mad at mary because she told my wife we were having an affair (laughs) right yeah so mm, did your wife know you were in an open relationship because (laughs) sounds like she didn't right so what is your part in that right so why are you mad at mary right Uh, right so are you actually mad at yourself yeah yeah yeah. so All of these things just come up. So as you're mm-hmm. as you're digging around in the gunk, more gunk is going to show up, and it feels kind of funky because yeah, you're digging around in pat guano. <laughs> you're spelunking in the cave with mm. the spotlight on some stuff that hasn't been touched. It's like asbestos. It's fine if you just don't touch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? don't touch it and don't get it loose because then it's going to spread all over. So you spread it a little bit and then you get to clean it up and then put on your hazmat suit. And yeah. And then you don't have asbestos in your house anymore. Right. Mm. So out of that, then you have to start thinking about who you're going to read it to. So Mm -hmm. I read my um, inventory is always to my sponsors Mm -hmm. Because this is a new thing, people may not have that, or maybe they'll find somebody who has worked these steps that finds their way into whatever this is we're creating. Mm -hmm. 
and um, or you have a therapist who's informed in this work. Most are mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, luckily we're where we are now in this world. Yeah. Where most people know what a twelve-step program is. Yeah. Or if you do have a therapist already, maybe they can recommend a like similar exercise, but kind of help you get through this gunk in a more structured way if that feels more helpful to you. Right. Like, yeah. So what you're looking for, though, is like, where where are my behaviors? What are we, you know, again, if we're looking forward to steps six and seven, mm-hmm. where it's like, we trust that we'll be guided to recognize thoughts and behaviors that no longer serve us or the greater good, mm-hmm. then what are those thoughts and behaviors, right? right? So this is where we're just kind of like seeing mm-hmm. what what is... How is it that I live my life? Like, because most of it is kind of unconscious, but what is it? And so. And who is included in the greater good, too? Right. Right. It's like, yeah. Am I an angry driver? Mm. And does that affect my mood all day? Or does that affect my mood when I'm commuting or whatever? And how does that rub off onto things? Right. Yeah. I've become a less of an angry. Oh, there's sometimes. Wait, yeah. We both Some just days, squinched our eyes just at like, the same time. We're like, like, that's a lie. That's a that's a half truth. I have become better at letting people in. Uh-huh. Um, I letting think that merge. was. I think that was from my time where this during the yeah during the mm. pandemic in Hawaii. Hawaii people are very nice drivers. By the way, shout out to Hawaii people. They're they let you like merge in they drive reasonably and they're 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 kind drivers and they're all on island time yeah and my daughter says i drive like a person from la and i was like well i am a person from la so you're welcome (laughs) but you know there are days where i'm just like here what are you doing stopping at a no stop sign no red light intersection for no reason when I'm in a hurry and yeah. you should know better. Right. Because you're in my way. You're in my way. How dare you? Yeah. My sponsor, uh, who, God bless her, Claire, she's in her late 90s now and uh, her, her memory is pretty, she doesn't recognize any of us anymore, but she um, came to the table one night because she'd have us working these steps around her dining room table. She had like 12 mm. of us around her dining room table and every week we'd meet and we'd go through them. And, want and that. The, I know the idea was that she couldn't sponsor all of us because there mm. was too many, but so we needed to know how to work these steps so we can sponsor each other mm. and help each other through stuff, which God bless her. We're all in our thirties 30 years plus sober and Mm -hmm. we're still sponsoring each other i'm going away with a lot of them next weekend we're gonna have a slumber party weekend i can't wait nanny nanny. (laughs) Uh so claire came to the table and okay so this is probably you were little so this is like 20 years ago maybe 15 years ago Mm -hmm. so she had to be in her 70s and she's like, girls, I just got to tell you, I had some road rage today. And she <laughs> talked about how she went after whoever it was that was in front of her. And it's like, you know, you're just cracking up because here's yeah. this woman who has been giving us nothing but spiritual guidance, talking yeah. about going off the rails in L.A. <laughs> and like chasing somebody down in her car <laughs> to, to, yeah. to yell at them and flip them off, which 
God bless you, Claire. I love you so much. So we never get past human. Yeah. That's why we just get to keep at this. Anyway, so then finding it, somebody to read it to, you mm-hmm. want somebody who's safe. Mm-hmm. You want Con- some and confidential and confidential someone somebody. who will keep keep this in in the someone who knows where the bones are buried and never talks about it. Yeah, someone you know who you know they know where the bones are buried. Yeah, and they don't talk about it. Yeah, and yeah, your gut will also tell you if yes. someone is not the right fit for this. If you're like, yeah, yeah, you just you know. At one point in my earlier sobriety, early sobriety, I sponsored a guy for a minute and he mm-hmm. went and talked to a priest in Rome. He was in Rome and <laughs> read it to a priest in Rome. And he was Jewish. So I was like, oh, you know, you just do whatever you want to do. There you go. But, you know, he it wasn't awesome. because of a kind of men sponsoring women. You know, yeah. I, I didn't want to hear his inventory. I wanted him to share it with a man who uh-huh. could. And that's who he picked. Mm. So anyway. We'll say that's pretty heteronormative, but okay. Right. So if you were like, so now that you're kind of like, you're not on the other side of it, but yeah. you're in it, mm-hmm. does the fear of sharing it prevent you from writing it? Partly, yes. I mean, anytime you put something down on paper, it becomes discoverable. Right. So inherently, that's just the way it is. Right. I know like my notebook is password protected, so there's no getting in there. But it is technically still like hackable, I suppose. You know, like that's all that's just always a thing. Mm -hmm. And there is also a for some of the items on the list, there is definitely an element of, oh, if I tell somebody about this, I'm going to have to then take action on it because then somebody else is going to know and potentially keep me accountable for certain things, which is both good and bad, right? Mm Because the following step about this is like making amends, right? That's after seven and eight. I mean, you go through six and seven, so you're now like you're going jumping ahead to nine. Like you're going from five to nine. (laughs) But that's Mm. the normal. I just am saying that because that's the normal way people's heads go. They're like, oh, fuck, if I say this. Yeah. Then I'm going to have to go make amends to these people yeah. I'm still mad at. Right. I'm not doing that. I don't want to yeah. do that. Right? Because you haven't worked through the other shit first. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's part of it, right? It's also like, again, I keep saying this, but I've got, I have some executive dysfunction issues that are really flaring up right now. And the resistance to... Or maybe it's not even that I will have to go on to steps seven, eight, nine. It's more just like, I now have brought this back to the forefront of my attention and it's going to linger there. Kind of like, it's like a little Sims beacon, like floating over my head. Like I'm going to keep swatting it away, (laughs) but it's going to keep coming back and I'm going to have to deal with it eventually. And there's just like so many parts involved for, for some of those things Mm -hmm. on top of all the other life stuff. Right. Like I've got a lot of life stuff going on. Right. Um, everybody has a lot of life stuff going on Mm -hmm. always. And that's also another thing that I'm trying to work on right now is like to stop telling myself that I don't have enough time, that I am not capable of doing X, Y, Z and also recognizing my limitations. Right. Now I can tell you what happened last week because it's relevant. (laughs) I had a, I had a little 
allergy flare-up that was reminiscent of Will Smith and Hitch, if you've ever seen that award-winning she film. She did me gif of that. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but it wasn't too far off it wasn't either. wasn't that good either. No, it was not cute. So She sent me a, a sequential picture of like, this is me at 9.45, this is me at 10 o'clock, yeah. this is me at 10.15, should I go to the doctor? I'm like, go to urgent care. Yeah, yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't great. Um I had to like literally pinch my eyelids open to like drive to Walgreens to get the allergy meds. Anyway. um, Yeah. And then I went to urgent care. Kaiser took great care of me. Dog bless Kaiser. Super easy. (laughs) I did have to get a steroid shot in my butt. So 10 out of 10 would recommend for the results, but zero out of 10 for the discomfort because that was weird and it lasted a long time. Uh, Yeah. But my point in sharing this is that it's a flare-up of this thing that I have called mast cell activation syndrome. And basically my body just has like these overreactions to histamine occasionally. And this was one of those times. And I just don't have like the spoons to to like face everything on my list right now. Right. Is my roundabout way of getting to the point. (laughs) (laughs) So her, I'm self-aware. Her, her allergy-laden <laughs> way of getting to yeah, the... Yeah, I'm, I'm still... I'm not half-masked, but I'm not full-masked either right now. I'm... But you're not quite bubble girl. You're I'm some... Not you're, you're not quite. Yeah. 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 And then you went out of town, like, really and the next day. then I went out of town. Almost. To the desert, though, which was just, like, emptiness. Windy. Yeah, but it was... I think it was nice. Yeah, I'm sure it was nice, but... I think yeah. allergies can happen anywhere. Allergies when, can happen everywhere. Yeah. But I think that my reaction was to the mascara. Now we're getting off topic. Oh, yeah. You know, we as we do. As yeah. As we are wont to do. We hope I hope it's endearing. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. I don't know. You tell us. Do you want more? Do you want more rambling R- anecdotes? R- ran- random <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> or do should we focus more? Like seriously, actually let us know. <laughs> I wish we had comment sections. Do, I, wish I we know. Had, oh, yeah, like, there's only like reviews. I wish there were ways to, to interact. I have no idea how to yeah. do that. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, we don't do real social media very well. So No, that's why we got to get our people together. Got to get our people together. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So step five. Mm-hmm. You're going to find somebody trustworthy. You're going to find somebody who has some sort of working knowledge of what the heck you're coming to them with Mm -hmm. and can help you recognize your patterns and Mm -hmm. behaviors around what you wrote about and can keep a secret Mm -hmm. and will love you through it and not judge you through it. Right. Mm, I mean, I feel like love you through it has kind of become like a little mantra for us after last week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then what happens after you read it, it's like, oh, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Usually Mm -hmm. most people, most of the people I've listened to their inventories were, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Or Mm. now that I have context around whatever it was, Mm -hmm. it's not so huge that I can't amended or mm. sometimes you've it. done shitty things and those people aren't around anymore or mm-hmm. there's no place to go with it right mm-hmm. so 
Because you're thinking when you're doing four around mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to put this person on a list Yeah. in step eight. Or I'm going to have to put this place on a list in step eight. Yeah. And then in step nine, I'm going to have to do something about it. Do something about it. But sometimes the person or place is not available to do that with. So mm -hmm. don't let that stop you from writing it down. Mm. Like it doesn't matter anymore yeah. because they're out of business. Mm. Doesn't matter anymore because the owner's gone or they're dead it now. It does matter if it's on your ethical, moral, emotional scorecard. Right. If you're carrying a big old Santa bag of all this shit on your shoulder, yeah, it's your shoulder. Like that person's, yeah. not, they're not carrying it right. or writing about it or doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. So, and maybe they are, but that's none of your business, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, step five is one of those steps where it's scary mm -hmm. and I think more people are afraid of step five than actually writing step four. <laughs> yeah. The sharing. Yeah, the sharing part. It's like, oh, I have to tell somebody the secret. This secret was yeah. going to the grave with me. I'm right. not telling this to anybody. Right. It's already vulnerable enough to think about it. Right. Especially if you're an overthinker like me. Mm -hmm. And then you have to write it down. So then it's like staring at you like, hey. And then you have to tell another person about it. Yeah. And guess what? It gets it out of your head. I might go find a Catholic church. <laughs> That sounds kind of nice. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Yeah, yeah. I'll see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> step in, maybe you can step hey. into one of the um, the confessional bathrooms at uh, <laughs> at that restaurant in Century City. <laughs> Which one? Javier's. Oh. <laughs> Javier's. For those of you who live in LA, <laughs> you can just ask your friend to step into the other bathroom go. and there's a little window in between the yeah. two and you can just, you know. They took an old <laughs> confessional booth and added the windows in between the stalls in the bathroom at Javier's. I totally forgot about that. That is hilarious. And also, if we ever get our own physical space to meet in, we should totally have like a silent like soundproof confessional booth where people can hold space for each other. Yeah. And we'll do it with a little vintage. <laughs> a little vintage thing. Yeah. We'll bring incense. <laughs> yeah. No, my allergies we'll don't it. like incense. We'll smudge it. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. We do we'll have to smudge, smudge it. it. Got to get the juju out yeah. so fresh ones yeah, can yeah. come in. Anyway. Yeah. Off topic again. But... Yeah, and you want to be in a place where you're not overheard. So you're not going to do it in a like a you know sitting right next to somebody else in a Starbucks, because most likely there will be tears and some other feelings that come up. Or if you could do it there. You could do it in a public place that you feel safe, sharing safe your in. deepest, darkest secret to somebody. I mean, depending on the cafe or whatever. Okay, if, I if, think, if you feel safe there. So, okay, so here's also my reasoning behind that too is like, again, another thing I learned in college when we were learning about bystander intervention training and like safe alcohol use and that kind of stuff. I actually paid attention because I'm a fucking nerd. But one of the things that they said is if you're having to have a heavy and loaded conversation with somebody to do it in a neutral place. Yeah. That's something that has always served 
my interest. And so when Denise is saying do it in a, a safe space, like doing it in your bedroom might not be the safest, coziest space. Right. Right. Doing it in the living room that you share with your roommates or your partner or whoever might not be the safest space. Doing it at a park where there's nobody else around might be a safe space. Right. Yeah. Doing it in yeah. a quiet in the corner of a quiet cafe could be a safe space. Right. Everybody is so navel gazing in LA that I don't think it really yeah, matters. Not even or you'll end up on overheard LA. Either way, it's oh, not the fuck. worst. <laughs> that is the it's worst. Kind of hilarious. <laughs> overheard in LA. Somebody's yeah. fifth step at the uh, patio at Zinke. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so. Yes. So you want to have a, a safe place. Your car wanna have is not a necessarily couple, a safe space. Yep. Want to have some time yeah. to do it. So you're not like rushed to just mm-hmm. blurt it all out and you got a time and time. You want to have a little time to process. And also because especially if you're going through it the first time, mm-hmm. it might take multiple sessions to mm-hmm. talk it all through. You might just like need to book out a couple of times with yeah. whoever you're reading it to because you're not going to get through it all in one session nor I don't know if you could handle like you might be able to but mm-hmm. it's a lot to go through a lifetime of stuff yeah in one sitting yeah with somebody so there you go so that's you go. uh step 5 5 and Wow, we have a short thing this time because I don't know why we, just seeing if we missed anything about that step. So with courage, honesty, and curiosity, we write the stories of the fears, shame, and resentments we carry with us. So again, we start with fears because Jackie felt like that was most appropriate for Mm -hmm. her anxiety. And it's interesting when we talked about resentments, you were mm. saying like you, you didn't really identify with that. Can you talk a little bit about that? And I can talk a little bit about my experience with that. Yeah. Mostly I'm not, I don't feel like I definitely have things that I'm resentful or angry about, but I feel like the majority of my emotional life has been characterized by fear and anxiety. Mm. And so. Like, if you met me, I'm not a particularly angry person. I'll make, like, a little quip here and there, and I'll kind of joke about something. I don't and know then, where she got that from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no apple in the tree here. Even that joke just sounded like a Denise Freed way of saying something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> okay, giggle break. <laughs> no resentments here. <laughs> no resentments here. So, okay, so that just... It, it felt like I, if I was going to dive in, I'm just going to go to the thing that's been like dominating my life, right? right? So that's kind of why I started there. Along with that too, though, is like, I think probably the next one I'll go into is shame because I do feel a lot of shame around things that I have done or said in particular, awkward Mm. interactions I've had. Mm. Even as like a fourth grader, there are like some exchanges that just haunt me and every now and then they come up in my brain again. (laughs) Super weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of... I mean, the benefit of 
being older is you don't remember stuff in fourth grade so much anymore. So, I mean, I thought but, I would forget <clears throat> this by now. Yeah. I mean, I did write, I did write about a bunch of stuff because, you know, when I was over at 20, yeah. I did, I was a lot closer to four, yeah. fourth grade, right? So I remembered a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, but I've luckily have dealt with most of that. So <clears throat> my fifth steps now are more uh, current, right? So yeah. what's going on now? What, what brought up in a resentment now? What yeah. am I... How am I still acting out <laughs> in these mm. ways that no longer serve me or are the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I still, after all this time, doing that, mm-hmm. right? Like, what the fuck? Why can't I let this go? Mm-hmm. Why can't I grow past it or whatever? And yeah. so, mm-hmm. like, I'm super impatient, Jackie will tell you, I will not wait. I I don't like waiting in lines most no. ever. Like yeah. pretty much ever. She she pretty much won't go to a restaurant unless you can make a reservation at this point. Yes. Because by the time I get there, I'm already hungry. And by the uh-huh. time I'm sitting down, I'm hangry. And I don't want to I don't want to be hangry. So I just need to make a reservation. <laughs> And maybe have like a little snack, maybe, maybe a little yeah, blood sugar no. management. Yeah, maybe that's it, right? Just a piece of fruit <clears> or something. But it's, I don't think it's just about the hangry. I think no. it's about the waiting. Oh, like your time is precious kind of thing? Or, it's not uh, like my time is more important than your time. Sure. I but your time don't is important to you. I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste time standing around, maybe standing in line. That's a good thing to talk to your therapist about. So why, what are you worried about wasting time? Like what worries, what worries you about that? Not, don't take into it now. Just let us, let let you know. Talk to your therapist. Come back next week. All right. Well, thanks, Jackie, Jackie, Dr. Freed. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm curious. Why I'm impatient. Yeah. Like what about... I think it's my personality. I am a guy, like a, dr- a driver. I like to get things right. done. I'd rather not like. <clears throat> to a certain the- extent, though, but it's not like you'll eat at McDonald's if you can't find a dinner reservation somewhere. No. Although I've been known to stop and get some fries at like 11 o'clock at night if I'm like Very starving. Very rare. It's like post-concert yeah. mom. But yeah. even then I don't get the burger. I just get the no. fries. Yeah, because nobody wants the pink. Well, sorry, no offense. Let's maybe some let's people erase think that. that is delicious. Let's take off this Sometimes, whole part about pink slime. No, we don't have. To, we just have to say, like, you know what? Don't yuck other people's yums. Mm, there you go. Sorry for <coughs> yucking your yum if you like McDonald's. No shade. Um, My mom bullied me into. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's here's a thing that you bullied me about. Okay. I really loved chicken nuggets as a kid. Like, loved chicken nuggets. I loved the experience of going to McDonald's. I loved the PlayStation. I was a lonely ass only child for a long time. Right. So I got to go and, like, make friends and have a snack. Yes. Until you asked me. What part of the chicken does the nugget come from? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And then she made a joke about dingleberries. So that is why I don't eat McDonald's anymore. Apart from the occasional fry, and if the machines are not broken, the occasional McFlurry. 
I also told her if she had sex before she got the uh, HPV shot, she'd get vagina cancer. Yeah. <laughs> this is not medically accurate, folks. Um, yeah. This is why we have to have a podcast now. Yes. Yeah. This is why. This is why. I, yeah. This is why I was... <laughs> Basically a female incel for like three years. It's because I didn't want the double exposure of COVID and a potential STD. Oh, yes. So, mm. yeah, trauma building in your children. You know, I highly recommend. Someday it might end up in a fun podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Yes. This is the thing where we're not, we just are doing the best we can with what yeah. we've got, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, turns out she was right about the nuggets, by the way. We all learned yes. about the pink slime. Sorry, it is important I, to know what you're eating. I knew that there was no chicken in there because if you open up a nugget, there's, you can't find chicken in there. Mm. And so it wasn't like a chicken strip, it was a chicken yeah. nugget, right? Like, there was no ch chicken in it. <laughs> there was, yeah, and you loved them, but it was like to the point where you were obsessing about chicken nuggets, and I was like, mm, you cannot I have be eating tendencies. You cannot be eating chicken nuggets mm. all the time. It's gross, not good for you. Mm -hmm. So I just nuggeted her. <laughs> she just got nuggeted or dingleberried, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no chicken nuggets for you. No. All right. So we need to add I think that, that last little bit out. We are just we're out of control. Pauses. Yeah. We're all it's all fine. It's fine. All right. So I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. I feel like we could maybe talk about your experience with step. Steps like five and six combined, and okay. then we could do my experience with five and six combined. That means you're going to read it and yes. write it and share it. I think I think I need I need a goose. All right. I think duck, I need a thumb up the butt goose. to get me going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you explain it? The, <laughs> the thumb up the butt goose. <laughs> It's from. It's from. We were playing like some sort of Pictionary game many years ago, and my dad, who <laughs> is not an actor by any means, <laughs> he pulled the goose card, and his demonstration was him flapping around, like flapping his arms around the living room, and then taking his thumb and like motioning that he was shoving it up his butt, and then flapping his wings again. As like a combination bird and uh, like goose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's become another freedom. It's become, become a, yes, one of those things where you, you just, just need a thumb up th the ass. <laughs> you just need it to keep going. Yeah. So we've um, devolved from, you know, writing our inventories to dingleberries and, uh, and goosing. Yeah. <laughs> but hey. Sorry. It's just us. It's just us yeah. friends here. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of which, 
Last time we gave a shout out to our Singapore friend. I want to give did. a shout out to Israel. Yeah. Israel friend, whoever you are who are who's listening, we would like to know you. Yes. So Israel reach friend. out to us. Yes. Hi. Hi. And I know who's in Bulgaria. So Oh. Love you, friend. Yeah. It's cute. It is. Yeah. We don't not that we're obsessed with analytics, but it does tell us like how many people have listened and the downloads and that kind of stuff. And, and where they countries. are in the world. So it it's says, cool. Yeah. It it's says cool like, to know. we've got international friends. And so yeah. do you because we're here and you're there. Yeah. So we're, in, we're international. We're like pen pals. But yeah. we didn't have to hear from you f- next. Yeah. Like we're one way pen pals. Mm-hmm. We just pen to. <gasps> what there. if we did a P.O. box? What if we did a P.O. box? What if we did a P.O. box? Would that feel so cozy if you could like write us a handwritten letter and then we send you a handwritten letter? Ooh, that feels so nice. That does. We could <gasps> be real pen pals. Yeah. All right. Jackie's, oh, my gosh. All right. I'm Jackie's, taking the lead on this. Getting us a P.O. box. Jackie's going to get Stay us a P.O. box and we'll tell you what it oh is God, next time. Oh, my God. That's so much better than interacting via Instagram. Yes. Snail mail. Snail get ready mail. for it. Stamps. Yeah. I do have stamps. Mm-hmm. All right. Cute. Well, you're a miracle. You're a miracle. And you should drink some water. Mm-hmm. Beverageinos. Did you drink any water today? I did not, and I, I regret it. <laughs> I could tell by the end of my shift at work. I was like, oh, I forgot to drink water today. Dehydrated. Yeah. I think it's another ADHD thing. You know what? I might have to get you um, a hydration pack from the guy on jury duty. And that way you could just (laughs) wear it all day Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, be hydrated. Yeah. No, get me a Fremen still suit. (laughs) My fellow nerds will know what I'm talking about. No idea what you're talking about. All right. That's it. We're going to talk next time about five and six. We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at 12 Steps for Everyone. That's at the number 12 Steps for Everyone. Please like and follow us. You can also send us topics you want us to dig into or follow up questions from each episode. And if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from our conversations, please feel free to share this with them. All are welcome here.